वेलकम टू द मैराथन सीजन ऑफ नीटेबल एम डी एस की पाठशाला पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट डॉक्टर एंड यू आर अटेबल ट्यून इन फॉर न्यू एपिसोड एवरी डे टिल द नीट एम डी एस ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू एग्जाम इन दिस एपिसोड लेट्स डू अ रैपिड ब्राउज थ्रू वेरियस इंपॉर्टेंट टॉपिक्स इन जनरल मेडिसिन सो लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड we'll be dealing with some concepts from hematology and endocrinology first of all hemophilias different types and their affected factors so classical hemophilia or hemophilia a is due to deficiency of factor 8 hemophilia b or christmas disease is due to deficiency of factor 9 hemophilia c is due to deficiency of factor 11 then von willebrand disease or also called as vascular hemophilia is due to deficiency of von willebrand factor and parahemophilia is due to deficiency of factor 5 now coming to platelets what is the normal platelet count it is 1.4 to 4 lakhs per millimeter cube abnormal increase in number of platelets is called as thrombocythemia or thrombocytosis and abnormal reduction in the number of blood platelets is called as thrombocytopenic purpura Now what is prothrombin time or PT The extrinsic pathway is assessed by the prothrombin time Normal prothrombin time by Quinks one stage method is 10 to 14 seconds It is normal in hemophiliac patients It is prolonged in the following diseases First is deficiency of factors 1 2 5 7 and thrombin vitamin K deficiency liver diseases patients on anticoagulants such as dicumoral heparin warfarin and salicylate therapy and in disseminated intravascular coagulation that is dic next what is partial thromboplastin time or ptt the intrinsic pathway of coagulation is assessed by ptt the normal value is 26 to 37 seconds it is prolonged in deficiency of factors 1 2 5 8 9 10 11 and in hemophilia and in liver disease next bleeding time according to duke's method the bleeding time normal is 1 to 5 minutes and ivy's method says that bleeding time is 2 to 7 minutes bleeding time will be prolonged in thrombocytopenic purpura and von willebrand's disease coming to clotting time as per capillary tube method the clotting time is 1 to 7 minutes as per cruz and moss's method the clotting time is 2.5 to 5 minutes and as per lee and white method clotting time is 4 to 9 minutes again clotting time will be prolonged in hemophilia now there is something called as clotting retraction time platelet adhesiveness and platelet aggregation can be determined by clotting retraction time it usually sets within 6 hours and is completed by 24 hours it is impaired in thrombocytopenic purpura now if the platelet count falls below 40000 per millimeter cube then hemorrhagic manifestation occurs and so this value is also called as critical count coming to leukemias leukemia is mainly of four types acute myeloblastic leukemia aml acute lymphoblastic leukemia all chronic myeloid leukemia cml and chronic lymphocytic leukemia that is cll Now some important features of AML or acute myeloid leukemia are 
malignant transformation of undifferentiated precursors of myeloid series wbc counts will be up to 1 lakh per millimeter cube there will be more than 30% myeloblasts present in blood and bone marrow it is common in all ages and gingival hyperplasia is most common in this next important features of acute lymphoblastic leukemia or all this is the malignant transformation of undifferentiated precursors of lymphoid series here the wbc counts are up to 1 lakh per millimeter cube with more than 30% of lymphoblasts it is common in young adults and children and gingival hyperplasia is less common in this condition next important features of cll or chronic lymphocytic leukemia this is malignant transformation of well differentiated cells of lymphoid series it is common in elder age group here wbc count is up to 5 lakhs per millimeter cube with less than 10% of lymphoblasts and gingival hyperplasia is again less common in cll coming to important features of chronic myeloid leukemia or cml this is the malignant transformation of well differentiated cells of myeloid series it is common in middle age the most consistent chromosomal abnormality is the philadelphia chromosome involving the reciprocal translocations of part of long arm of chromosome 22 to the long arm of chromosome 9 remember chromosome 22 to chromosome 9 An increase in basophils up to 10% is the characteristic feature of CML and WBC count is up to 5 lakhs per millimeter cube with less than 10% of myeloblasts seen and gingival hyperplasia is very common. Now I'll list down some diseases and their peculiar abnormalities which are seen in peripheral blood film. In thalassemia you can see microcytosis, tear drops and target cells. In megaloblastic anemia you can find megaloblasts and hypersegmented neutrophils in malaria you can find scuffner's dots in hereditary spherocytosis you will find microspherocytes in infectious mononucleosis you find atypical lymphocytes in aleukemic leukemia you can see circulating leukoerythroblasts in postsplenectomy patients there will be whole jolly bodies target cells spur cells and spherocytes and in sepsis cases you can find neutrophilia and dohel bodies now coming to diabetes mellitus what are the characteristic features of diabetes mellitus so there will be polyuria polyphagia and polydipsia and there will be glycosuria which occurs when blood glucose rises above the renal threshold level that is above 180 mg per dl there will be ketoacidosis kusmol's breathing circulatory shock and coma bone resorption loosening of teeth multiple fleeting periodontal abscesses and acetone breath now diabetes mellitus is of two types type 1 and type 2 type 1 is insulin dependent diabetes mellitus and type 2 is non insulin dependent diabetes mellitus type 1 that is insulin dependent is due to deficiency of insulin it occurs due to destruction of beta cells during autoimmune diseases destruction of beta cells by viral infections or in congenital disorder of beta cells it is not associated with obesity and it is not hereditary it is commonly associated with acidosis or ketosis or coma and it usually occurs in young age groups also remember a term childhood diabetes is called juvenile diabetes then type 2 or non insulin dependent diabetes mellitus it usually occurs after the age of 40 years 
it is called as maturity onset diabetes the structure function of beta cells is normal but diabetes develops due to reduced number of insulin receptors it is associated with obesity and is hereditary and it is very rarely associated with ketosis now coming to two very important endocrine disorders hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism so what are the differences in their features hyperthyroidism there will be palpitations tachycardia dyspnea atrial fibrillation and hypertension in hypothyroidism there will be bradycardia hypertension and congestive cardiac failure then in hyperthyroidism there will be weight loss despite normal appetite goiter and diffuse bruit in hypothyroidism there will be weight gain goiter and hoarseness and tiredness in hyperthyroidism there will be heat tolerance whereas there will be cold tolerance in hypothyroidism then hyperthyroidism is related to amenorrhea or oligomenorrhea and hypothyroidism is related to menorrhagia then you can find nervousness irritability emotional liability and tremors in hyperthyroidism whereas there will be carpal tunnel syndrome depressions and aches and pains in hypothyroidism in hyperthyroidism there will be pigmentation pretibial myxedema and increased sweating in hypothyroidism there will be dry flaky skin alopecia and myxedema then finally in hyperthyroidism there will be lid lag lid retraction exophthalmos diplopia and papilloedema in hypothyroidism you can find macrocytosis and iron deficiency anemia some interesting facts acetone breath is characteristic of diabetes mellitus musty breath is characteristic of hepatic coma uremic breath is characteristic of renal disease and alcoholic breath is found in alcoholics now relation of calcium and phosphorus that is serum calcium and serum phosphorus to some important diseases in rickets or vitamin d deficiency there will be increased serum calcium but decrease in serum phosphorus in chronic renal failure there will be decrease in calcium but increase in serum phosphorus in hyperparathyroidism increase in calcium decrease in phosphorus in hypoparathyroidism decrease in calcium but increase in phosphorus and in osteoporosis both calcium and phosphorus are normal now important parameters in anemia in iron deficiency anemia ferritin decreases iron decreases total iron binding capacity increases transferrin saturation decreases and soluble transferrin receptor increases in anemia of chronic disease ferritin will increase or it can be normal iron will decrease total iron binding capacity decreases transferrin saturation is decreased or normal and soluble transferrin receptor is decreased or normal moving forward the next system that is respiratory system now there are two types of respiratory diseases they can be obstructive or restrictive some obstructive diseases are asthma copd that is chronic bronchitis and emphysema bronchiectasis cystic fibrosis and bronchiolitis and restrictive diseases include interstitial lung diseases which can be sarcoidosis and fibrosing alveolitis neuromuscular diseases and chest wall diseases like kyphoscoliosis and ankylosing spondylitis 
Now the total lung capacity in obstructive diseases is normal or it can be increased. In restrictive diseases it is decreased. The residual volume in obstructive diseases is increased. In restrictive it is decreased. Vital capacity decreases in obstructive and also decreases in restrictive. Then FEV1 that is forced expiratory volume in 1 second or forced vital capacity it decreases in obstructive and is increased in restrictive diffusion capacity is normal in obstructive and decreases in restrictive and lung compliance is unaffected in obstructive and decreased in restrictive now some common respiratory diseases what is bronchiectasis it is a suppurative lung disease characterized by abnormal dilatation of bronchi and accumulation of pus beyond a lesion obstructing the major bronchus then copd it is chronic slowly progressive disorder characterized by air flow obstruction which does not change markedly over several months chronic bronchitis and emphysema they constitute copd so what is emphysema it is a pathological process of permanent destructive enlargement of the spaces distal to the terminal bronchioles pink puffers is predominantly emphysema and chronic bronchitis it is any patient who coughed up sputum on most days at least 3 consecutive months for more than 2 successive years blue bloaters is seen in bronchitis next various types of sputum and their associated pathology purulent sputum is found in bronchiectasis and lung abscess mucopurulent is found in active bronchopulmonary infections pink frothy sputum is seen in pulmonary edema black sputum is characteristic of anthrocosis and aspergillosis rusty sputum is seen in pneumonia red sputum is seen in bronchial carcinoma and foul smell of sputum is found in lung abscess and bronchiectasis moving on to some characteristic breath sounds vesicular breath sound is characterized by active inspiration due to passage of air into the bronchi and alveoli followed without a pause by passive short expiration the sound is rustling due to passage of air through alveoli the normal breath sounds are vesicular so in normal conditions the breath sounds will be vesicular next is bronchial breath sound it is characterized by active inspiration due to the passage of air into the bronchi the alveolar phase is absent and expiration is also active occupying the same duration of time as inspiration there is no rustling quality of sound it is heard in patients with cavity consolidation partial collapse pneumothorax and above the level of pleural effusion next is bronchovesicular sound here there is active inspiration due to passage of air into bronchi and alveoli giving vesicular type of inspiratory sound during expiration there is increased resistance in the airway due to spasm causing expiration to be active and prolonged it is seen in bronchial asthma and copd moving to rail sound it is crackling sounds that originate in the smaller bronchi or alveoli due to explosive opening of the airways these are inspiratory rails seen in chronic bronchitis bronchiectasis cavity lung abscess and fibrosis then bronchi or wheeze is seen in copd asthma that is expiratory wheeze and bronchitis and finally strider strider type of breath sound is a loud inspiratory sound heard over the airways due to obstruction to the respiratory tract obstruction to the larynx causes laryngeal strider 
and obstruction to trachea causes tracheal strider. Finally, let's look at chest deformities and their characteristics. Pectus carinatum, that is pigeon chest, it is seen in severe asthma during childhood. It is also seen in rickets. Then pectus excavatum or funnel chest. Here the body of the sternum, usually the lower end, is curved backwards and this deformity restricts chest expansion and reduces vital capacity. Barrel shaped chest, it is seen in COPD. The normal ratio of anterior posterior to lateral diameter of chest is 5 is to 7. In emphysema, the AP diameter of the chest is increased related to the lateral diameter, which leads to barrel shaped chest. And finally, kyphoscoliosis. It is an abnormality in the alignment of dorsal spine caused by polio, trauma, or a congenital abnormality. It restricts and distorts the chest wall. So this brings us to the end of the rapid revision or browse through series of general medicine. Join the telegram group for updates on MDS preparation and your doses of motivation. I'll see you in the next episode. Till then, happy learning, Natables.